1: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: A major story from the Milwaukee point of view, the injury of the hyperextension suffered by...
1: For
0: Atlanta.
1: so this series is all even at two apiece these joes are helping you bet like a pro it's betql daily from betql the joes hanging out with you weekdays 9 a.m to noon on the betql network i'm joe ostrowski at joe 0670 with joe Gilio at joe Gilio sports the show at BetQL Daily on Twitter, at BetQL Daily. We're just talking some NBA. We'll get back to it in a second as we go prop shopping here, Joe G. But let's uh, let's go back to Major League Baseball and uh, start with the strikeout props. I, I'm intrigued uh, by your thoughts on Aaron Nola. He has uh, a lot of success against the Fish. Last uh, 97 ABs, 24 strikeouts, four walks. Earlier this morning, I saw a juice six and a half, but uh, now it is plus money at seven and a half are you still willing to go over that number of seven and a half with nola
0: yeah i would love it to be six and a half but i'm still willing to go over seven and a half. he had 10 in a row last week gets the mets tied tom sievers record for the most consecutive strikeouts in a big league game a a record that stood for a very long time and and still stands because he tied it but nola tends to do is he gets on these runs for three weeks or a month where he looks like you know he could be a cy young type of pitcher then he falls off a little bit Joe, I think he's been generally unlucky this year. I think he's pitched well, and his numbers don't reflect it as much with his ERA. It feels like he's going to kind of go back towards what he's supposed to be, and this feels like a good matchup for him. I love Nola tonight. Um, I would not touch a win prop because like, you can't trust the Phillies to finish a game, but Nola over the 7.5, uh, Miami you know, bottom third in baseball and strikeouts.
1: I like this one. You know, when you look at some of the peripherals out there, like the bottom five bullpens, the Phillies are not there surprisingly that doesn't make any sense to me they should be (laughs) st louis colorado arizona i mean those bad teams they they
0: they get strikeouts um but the inherited runners it just seems like whenever guys are on base they let them in like they're the kind of bullpen you think should be better than it is and then you look up at the end of the game it's like man they, they lost
1: that one again what happened two starts ago with Nola when he only had one K against the Giants? I know it was a, a short outing, but uh, still, like into the third, he only had one K. Yeah, one of his worst career starts.
0: He he's been so hit or miss. Like he has these bad starts where he, you know, he's had two or three of them this year that really, like, wow, he didn't perform at all. But then he has the one last week at the Mets. He had one against the Cardinals in April, the Yankees in June, uh, the Mets last week, where it just looks like wow, you know, he's
1: one of baseball's ten best pitchers. Very hit or miss, but I, I like the matchup tonight. Once in a while, a clunker. Yeah, we've all seen uh, some really elite pitchers do that from time to time. The K-pop that I'm I'm debating is at 6.5, and And it's Joe Musgrove. Now, in his last couple outings, this is the concerning part for me. The last couple outings, he doesn't have a lot of strikeouts. Uh, Against the Dodgers, he had five and six innings of work, and against the Cincinnati Reds, who he's facing today, only had two strikeouts and seven innings of work. But uh, the reason he popped to me is uh, over his career, he's got uh, a 26% strikeout rate against the Reds. And over the last couple of weeks, the Reds are striking out a ton also at that 25% mark. So I, I'm looking at the six and a half here. Yeah, that's this is a difficult one. I mean,
0: a lot of experience, obviously, against the Reds, pitching all those years in the NL Central with the Pirates. And Musgrove knows yeah. these guys. They know him for the most part. He, he has been good. Though I would say since the no-hitter, since April... It's fallen off a little bit. It's it's not been as dominant. I mean, he, it looked like he it was one of those like, man, the Pirates gave away another Cy Young pitcher uh, when he had that no hitter in April. He hasn't been as good since. I I do like it though. I mean, you mentioned the Reds the last few weeks. They're striking out a significant. amount. It feels like after you get past the top two or three guys in their order, there's a lot of strikeouts there.
1: Yeah, there certainly are. There aren't a ton of K props that really jumped out to me since I don't have my arena play here at at two and a half. I don't even know that I'd go under. He actually strikes out the Indians a good amount. Any other K props that interest you? Otani seven and a half against the Yankees. Um, Three of
0: his last four outings over that number. And it just, it doesn't feel like Otani's having the week here that everyone's watching and he knows everyone's watching against the Yankees at Yankee Stadium. Uh, Their offense has been so, you know, below what they thought this year. I mean, the Yankees have just I know they had some runs last time they won that game, but they, they every time they they have a, a day where you feel like, all right, they had 10 runs today, maybe they're gonna get on a run, start scoring some runs, they go right back to the pack. They strike out a lot, and it's mostly right-handed hitters. So Otani has the platoon advantage because the Yankees have built a team, you know, almost without any left-handed
1: hitters, which is amazing. So a lot of us will be flipping between the NBA, the NHL, and Otani. That that's that's your slate for this. This evening, and what we're trying to do is figure out how do you bet the Otani game if you want some action there. So are you going Otani win? Uh, the Angels on the money line are plus money in an Otani start. Are you going K-Prop, or are you going home run? Earlier in the show, we couldn't believe that Otani to hit a bomb was plus 340. Well, that went away quickly. It's now plus 260. Yeah, I don't know what the odds would be on, on some sort of combined
0: Otani parlay. But could, like, Just think about the idea that you could... Have a pitcher, a pitcher get a win, hit a home run, and strike out over seven and a half guys. Like this is the same player here. I would go with the K prop, but, but the home run prop. I mean, I, I loved it at where we talked about it earlier. It had the market has moved. I mean, you were you were based. Yeah. I think the market moved because people
1: are listening to the show. You exactly basically like get happened. this now. Ridiculous <laughs> to have to have any of these guys at the top that keep hitting homers every single day. To have any of them plus 300, plus 350 range. And Schwarber last night, he was plus 350. I think it's lunacy.
0: Yeah, I'm seeing Schwarber today at plus 230, which is definitely a market correction. Yep. Here's an interesting nugget. So um, Michael Waka was originally going to start the game, or at least he was lined up to pitch today for the Rays. He will pitch, but he's going to be what they now call the bulk guy, right? He's the starter that comes out of the uh, bullpen after the opener goes. Okay. And I think the biggest reason the Rays are doing it today, they, I mean, they do this a lot. But Michael Waka's has gotten crushed by Schwarber in his career. So it seems like the Rays are trying to avoid Waka, Schwarber to start the game, and then he'll come in in the second inning.
1: So they're okay with Walker facing Schwarber in his second and or third at bat? I guess maybe one
0: less time, maybe. I, I don't know. I but guess. it does impact it a little bit, right? Because if you knew Schwarber got to tee off against Michael Waka to start the game, and his career is like 7.50 slugging against him, you might just say, man, he's going to hit another one in the first
1: inning. We we didn't hit on that game earlier. Obviously, Schwarber is uh, stealing the story uh, when you talk about the Washington Nationals, but what about uh, that game in general, Tampa Bay and Washington? Uh, John Lester against these Rays, they're hitting 4.04 against him with a 6.17 FIP, and it's about to pick them. Yeah, I like the Rays there, yeah. and... You know,
0: with with the Rays, their big issue this year is they strike out a lot. And I, I think the call up of Wander Franco is trying to add some contact to the lineup. I got a guy that doesn't strike out, but that's been their big thing. If you're a strikeout pitcher, you can get the Rays. John Lester, I would say, is the opposite of a strikeout pitcher at this point. <laughs> yes, he is. I mean, he can't miss a bat if <laughs> he tried. Like he just he just doesn't get strikeouts anymore. It's where he is in his career. He's a junk baller now. It does feel like the Rays, you know, put some runs on the board
1: today. All right, maybe uh, maybe we'll have some home run props for you. Coming up in lightning bets in about 15 minutes from right now. This is Joe Owen, Joe G. You've got BetQL Daily on the BetQL Network. We're here at 9 a.m. to noon weekdays. What about the uh, the NBA as we go prop shopping? Anything you like tonight between the Clippers and Suns? Well, again, I think the uh, the market is listening to BetQL
0: Daily. Because did you notice the Reggie Jackson prop has moved? It has changed finally. Are they in the 20s now? Yeah, it's, it's 20 and a half, over under 20 and a half points. Over. <laughs> It doesn't matter you, you just go into the well on reggie jackson i i like the over too but you know at 18 it, it was 18 and a half last week it felt like we were yeah. just taking we were taking it
1: yeah i do like I, the over tonight still go Joe. over I, in, in the game or are you in saying the game, for reggie in,
0: yeah the game oh but, I both i mean I, I like the reggie prop but, but so the over under is 215 when i saw it this morning And last game was 116-102. There were a couple games in there where there were really poor shooting. One game in particular where no one could hit a shot. I I thought that was an outlier. I mean, maybe if we get to a game seven, the under will play again because the history of game sevens in NBA playoff series are, I mean, it's it's overwhelmingly under. But this is not game seven yet. It's game six. And the over-under only at 215. I like
1: that. I like the over tonight so the highest we saw was in game two at 222 and a half and it went under we had three straight unders and that's why it was so low last game at two thirteen in the hook and it goes over not man, a little adjustment at 215. i think that makes some sense that makes some sense i like the the reggie jackson at over 20 and a half because i have to and you know he's going to get his whether you like it or not it's going to be reggie jackson time at some point it may take until the last uh, couple minutes of the game but i Expect Reggie Jackson to uh, get into the 20s again. So there's a good shot that he's going to go over that number. I like a bounce back performance from Aiton. That was not the DeAndre Aiton that we were expecting in that last game. Um, he's The point total is at 16.5, so it came down a bit. And the rebounds at 11.5. He could go, I could see over on both.
0: And you would think an adjustment's coming from Monty Williams here to get him more involved, get him some easy buckets, rolls, you know, with the with the issues the, the Clippers have down low with size now. It's just remarkable that that game, they didn't take advantage of that. Like, the Clippers center was out, and Aiton, who has had a really good postseason, it was not even that he just didn't play well. He almost wasn't featured. Like, they always forgot he was there. It was bizarre the way Monty Williams coached that game. And yeah, I, I'm with you on the points. It was, you know, earlier in this round, it was at 15, 15 and a half. And it was easy to go over. Uh, So the correction has come, but not all the way back. You know, 16 and a half is kind of that middle point.
1: Yeah, it's funny how these uh, numbers fluctuate throughout the series. Some places put their Reggie Jackson rebounds up at four and a half. Uh, Marcus Morris, huge impact in, in the win in game number five. And the number is at 13 and a half points. Do you trust Morris to score again? Or would you think under, uh, we're not going to see 20 plus again?
0: Yeah. I, I don't think we're getting that high, but I, he seems like physically whatever was ailing him. He's kind of bounced back from, he, you know, he didn't look to me like he was struggling at all, moving up and down the court shooting. I like the over. I, I feel like I, I trust the Clippers in these kind of games to play well. Now that they're going to lose a high scoring game. If Devin Booker goes off late, then they could, but, I trust them tonight to, to put some points on the board and, and more is a big part of it.
1: And I, I think what Ryan McDonough said to us uh, just a few minutes ago, I think he was dead on the, the Clippers have a better chance when they go small and Zubat's early in the series. I, I love the guy for betting purposes. He was been a double, double machine, but man, the, he hasn't played that many minutes uh, all season long. And then early in the series, Ty Lu. Uh, had him out there for almost the entire game. And then they realized, yeah, their best chance to win here is by going small, and you have the Zubats injury. D- don't know if he's going to be out there tonight, but that's going to be something interesting to monitor. Chris Paul numbers, 19.5 uh, points, 8.5 assists. So he, he's been typically at 9.5 assists. Now they're bringing that down.
0: Yeah, the way he's shooting, it's it's tough to feel confident about the over on the points he could go to the free throw line and make his free throws if, if that's the way this game goes. But I mean, he's been abysmal from three since coming back it's just, his legs are just not there. I mean, he, he's just not shooting the ball. Well, from the outside, I, I find it hard to put the over on almost any guard to over 20 points. If you, if you're telling me he's not hitting threes and right now he's not hitting his threes at some point, there might be a course correction here where he's just got to hit him by
1: accident, but I don't feel good about the over. So where, where is he for tonight on threes made? Are we, yeah, we're at one and a half. What do you think? Oh, for nine last two games. I took it last time and I lost. I'm, a, I'm, I'm correction. Can he hit two tonight?
0: I mean, I, I thought that last game and then I think what it was the over He was an over He's over for three again. Yeah. yeah. He's just not hitting them.
1: Yeah. Um, are you doing anything in the NHL props wise? It was about the stars uh, in game number one of the Stanley cup final it, any of them uh, to score a goal, they're all plus money. We're talking about point Kucherov, Stamkos. Any interest?
0: Well, when you, we had uh, Michael Lebov on earlier, he was uh, talking about the first goal scorer and how the, uh, the the fun is kind of there. You get some big numbers on Kucherov, or any. I mean, really, I mean, anyone for a first goal scorer. It, it's one of those. As as Leboff said to us, it's not a bet you go in expecting to win. But man, if you if you have a first goal scorer wager and you're getting you know, plus seven fifty, plus nine fifty, or or you know if you're going off the board with someone less likely, you're getting crazy numbers. That's a fun start to the night watching some hockey. Yeah, I do he, like Kucharov off to score. I mean that's, he
1: that's why uh, over the last couple of years, I noticed that the first period bets have become very popular. It's the immediate gratification. I don't need to say, hang out and watch the entire game and stay up late if I don't want to. I just want to watch the first period. I can do that, or I'll bet on the first uh, goal of the game. He mentioned Shea Weber at 25-1. to one. I, was, I thought that was a pretty uh, quality number there. And uh, McDonough at 45-1. to one. So,
0: you know, I'm looking at some of the props here. You know, it, it's pretty clear the Lightning are the better team. And we, we had our guest on yesterday, Chris yeah. Peters. He mentioned how early in the game I tell you the story. You can get plus 165 on lightning wire to wire to lead this one. Wow.
1: They get a lead. They that hold the happen. lead. You win. Yeah. I like that, that one. Could happen. That could happen. Uh, so, yeah, there, there are many different ways to attack tonight. And coming up next, we're going to go around the horn and discuss all of our lightning d- bets between Major League Baseball, NBA, and the NHL. And I, and I feel like after our conversation earlier, Joe G., I'm gonna have to place a wager on NL MVP. I'm just deciding: is it gonna be Schwarber or is it gonna be Muncy? I know. I, I think I know which way you're leading. We'll find out next. I, I'm excited <laughs> for this. Well, I don't know if it's gonna be a lightning bed, but, but yeah, I, I think you're right. I don't. I don't know, man. Schwarber's. Just, if if you're picking one story in the National League, it is DeGrom and Schwarber, right? Yeah, and Tatis has fallen kind of
0: to third in that mix.
1: Yeah, it it's. Been a pretty interesting Major League Baseball season. I know the two of us are baseball nuts. We're gonna get involved no matter what. But if this home race run race continues, it's gonna bring everybody in. Joe O and Joe G. Lightning bets are next. Keep it locked on BetQL Daily from BetQL.